3: The number one financial destination, Yahoo Finance.com.
2: And now enter the House of Mystery. With your hosts Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhagen, and Al Warren. 106.5 FM Los Angeles, 102.3 FM Riverside, and 105.0 AM Palm Springs. Welcome back
0: into the house of mystery. I'm Al Warren, Mr. Dave Martino.
1: I'm here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. No, I'm being polite. No. This is just me <laughs> being polite.
0: <laughs> I thought well, I I'm honest. not used to this, Al. I know. I thought it'd no. be nice. Well, this is the, the Dressed Up Celebration. This is the thousandth episode on NBC. That's Jason right. Day. So it's, it's. Um, I'm tired. <laughs> 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 I've been talking too much. Um, yeah. So it's crazy. This is a party.
1: The oh, celebration.
0: Okay. Are you dressed in your tux? I am. Uh, I doubt
1: I got you. my hair cut today just so that looked good on the radio for this uh
0: that's it's 1, about 000. time it's about time you're know, starting right. to look like it was you know the 60s again and all that <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: you know love peace and all that far stuff. out
1: man yeah
0: i know so anyways we are having a recording artist on that uh, uh, kind that's of right. popped up on my radar a while ago really nice uh, good songs, so I thought we'd uh, bring them on and let's talk about music and see see what's go, going on there. You know, um, Sounds great. I was always into that. So, uh, Mr. Paul Manson, thanks for being here.
3: Hey, thank you for having me, guys. Um, con- congratulations, by the way, about the thousandth episode. Yeah, it's a shock. They haven't thank cut you. me off yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're they're letting this. Canadian go wild in California I don't know why <laughs> so how did you get into the music business how did how did this happen for you
3: well I think um, I've always had an interest in music from a very young age and uh, funny enough the very first song I wrote was uh, fermi la bouche which was to shut your mouth it was for my sister's French project right. <laughs> I sort of started that and uh, uh, kind of led into my teenage years where I um, wrote a song for my aunt who passed away, called The Songless Forever, and uh, the, the, the funds went to the Canadian Cancer Society. And then from that, I became a, an active member with SoCan in Canada and in the U.S. I was with ASCAP and BMI. And then that's when I started to connect with um, a lot of um, talented musicians and recording artists.
0: When you sit down to do a song, how does it come to you? Like, how, how do you... Um, do you sit down consciously and say, okay, I'm going to write a song or does something come to you when you're just doing something and it comes to your mind and then you start to put it together? Like where, do, where does that all come from for you?
3: For me, it, it, it could be any of those things that you mentioned. It could be something where i seen something or observed and I got inspired and I sat down at the piano. Sometimes I just might sit at the piano or just start jamming, uh, and, uh, so it varies, you know. Sometimes it's a melody in my head that just comes about lyrics. Um, so there's not one one form. But when I connect with writers, usually uh, we sit down, we get to know each other, and then we get inspired about writing about something we both are interested in. So that's sort of how. It- begins for
0: me when you write with someone else so you you, you kind of have to have a connection in a way right because you're kind of being you're kind of exposing yourself a little bit your feelings you're being vulnerable in some way some ways so how long does that take for you to feel comfortable enough
3: uh, I think it's just uh, first I, I have you know I have an interest in what they do um, musically uh, or uh, they might reach out to me we have a conversation and we just give it a chance uh, I don't stop or close the door to I kind of just kind of have a conversation we meet, and and the expectation is we'll try to write a song we both believe in that we really dig, and if it happens, it happens. If not, it's all good. It's no hard feelings, but luckily, um, you know, I've been pretty lucky. Most artists I've worked with, we we have connected, so, because we always find uh, something where we'll meet, and, uh, uh, you know, it's, again, it's, we're talking about things we enjoy, and, And, uh, you know, that we're interested in. We try to meet halfway. Do you
0: have always have a particular meaning in your song, or does it just sort of come as it is and and might turn into a meaning behind it? But, or do you, do you think about something? Do you see something that's happening on the news or sometimes and and think, well, that's wrong and, and you kind of want to make change? Do Do you, do you kind of go on that route ever?
3: Generally, um, again it's it 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 kind of varies it's not just necessarily what i see in the uh the news it could just be you walking down the street observing i mean a lot of stuff is observational for me i don't necessarily get political in my music uh but a lot of my uh music can you know relate to a lot of things that are going on cuz it's people's stories right a lot some is personal experience of course and then there's the you know the observational piece so yeah, no, I would say more about just a feeling. I, I, it's hard to describe, except, you know, it's just I might be somewhere and, and uh, you know, see something and then just get inspired to write. Um, whether it's a struggle, people's struggles, or people's happiness, or, you know, trying to find the meaning of a purpose, those type of things. Well,
1: I wondering, you know, talking about uh, writing from experience, and uh, do, do you ever, I guess, um, go the fictional route? I know I was listening to... Um, an interview with Lisa Loeb, and she had mentioned that her her big song "Stay" was actually um, fictional—that it it actually didn't happen and she didn't pull from her own life experiences. Do you do that as well?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, I Lisa Loeb—I like that song a lot, and, and um, I've actually had the opportunity to work with some people that worked with her. She's a very talented artist, so. As far as fiction goes, um, yeah, some, of course some, but it varies. I mean, a lot of it is what I see, right, or well,
0: and I bet you see all sorts of things. Yeah,
3: sure. I mean, uh, I try to be conscientious and, and, and just sort of see what's going on, think about things, and kind of interpret what i see i'm seeing things all the
0: time but that's that's a different story (laughs) okay now now the first song we're going to play uh that i want to talk about is called gratification now um i really like that song i listen to it when i'm in the shower so i'm naked when i listen to it (laughs) so just so you know it's more than you wanted to know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so what is, what is that what is that about? Like, what I, I, I still haven't figured out exactly what it means.
3: The idea, imagine you're at a party, right? And you don't feel part of it. You don't feel like you can connect. And so you're not feeling part of something and you're not feeling de- accepted, right? So the song is about uh, not needing acceptance, right? It's about having confidence in yourself, moving forward, not stuck or held in some kind of situation where you can't you know, you have to grow from it, and um, funny you mentioned the shower, because uh, in the video, the lyric video, um, there's obviously water, and the idea of the water concept with, the, with the, the lyrics and the and the gratification is, you know, when you're in water, you can sometimes be helpless, you're stuck, you can't move, but then there's the idea that water can also be calming, and um, I find water very common, and uh, so it's kind, of, it's kind of both those things. It's really how you address the situation. You're not needing someone to tell you it's going to be okay. It's, it's really you have to make it okay.
0: Like you can be in a crowded room, but you can still feel alone.
3: Right, and that's that's the thing is that you're, um, that's where you have to have your confidence in yourself and you kind of gravitate to where you feel the energy is good. And, um, and again, it may not even work in that room, and that's okay because you're still there and, you know, you're being, you're, your presence and, uh, but you're learning from that and you know, you've got to kind of move on and, and not be stuck. And that's what the song's about, not being stuck or trying to get out of that situation. I've always been drawn to people that are kind of bringing me up and, um, and that's okay. You can always meet people that are always not going to see your, your vision, but I think it's really important to find out, find people that do see your vision and, and work with you. So I think you have to determine what is, what your interests are. And, um, and find connect with people that can you know, like believe in and that believe in you.
0: can deal with social media when i look at how much negativity there is on our social platforms and stuff like uh you look at stuff like uh look at the grammys just happened and and all the bad mouthing of different people for whatever reason whether it's uh, madonna or whoever some mean mean things being said does that does that affect you ever do you kind of get caught up in that
3: no because um i think that's Every person is their own person, right? So whether they have a positive outlet or a negative outlet on others, that's their perception and who they are. Um, and I'm not able to change that, and I don't need to be drawn into that. I mean, I'm not at the level of, you know, the Grammys uh, and in those professional artists, you know, that are amazing players. But... Um, I think it's just who you are and, and what you do, your, your vision. And I think you just again, it's just you you have to have a balance of people that you believe in, trust, and uh, and then search for that. you and you know as you grow, you're always going to meet people you're connecting with. I, I I try not to get into that no, and I try not to uh, look at other artists and try to figure out who they are. That's who they are, and that's not it's not my purpose to find out or you know, discuss what they are, because I'm not them.
0: But on that gratification song, you worked with a Grammy Award-winning David Bontrell. Wasn't he the producer? What's it like, and how do you come across people like that?
3: Yeah, so that's a really cool story, and thanks for asking. Um, In 2007, uh, Real World Music, uh, Peter Gabriel's company, record company, was um, requesting uh, people to remix the song Shock the Monkey. So myself and another uh, remixer, uh, we did a couple of remixes for that song. And uh, we submitted it, and it ended up in their, I believe it was 20, top 25 or top 50, voted like popular, like they liked it, and it was put in. And then uh, from that, there was a, station, a radio station in New York City that had contacted me and wanted to uh, release that mix that, that was done of Shock the Monkey. And, of course, I don't own the rights to it, so I, I directed them back to the publisher of, of Real World, and that was Rob Boise, uh, who in turn, uh, you know, addressed that and spoke to them. But from making that connection with him, um, you know, we we kept in touch over the years. And it was not until 2018 uh, where, you know, um, I told him that I was looking for a producer, and he connected me with uh, David Botrell at that point. And uh, and then also I was going down to real world to uh, record uh, my project, other material that I was doing, not the one I did with David. And I worked with the, a really talented uh, player out there named Amadou Diagne. As far as David Botro, you know, I had his number. I reached out to him through um, the you know that the, uh, Rob connected us, and I uh, spoke to David. We decided to meet uh, for coffee, get to know each other, see if it was a good. It. We met that one time, and then we actually, uh, you know, met in his studio. Uh, we wrote the song Gratification probably in about an hour or two. It was really done quickly. It was super easy. Like we we, we connected on a really good level, and he's a very talented guy, and he understood where it was coming from. And then from there, it was just more production, and of course, production takes a little longer than that. But the actual song didn't take long at all. And at the the time, to be honest, I didn't really know that David had worked with, you know, Peter Gabriel or the Smashing Pumpkins or Rush or those guys, and and it was just kind of like, that's very cool. It was just kind of like in the process of recording it where I made that connection. And um, I'm very grateful for Rob Boise for connecting us, and then I'm also grateful for him connecting to me to Amadou, in uh in england so
0: well it's probably better that you didn't know because wouldn't that wouldn't you feel a great deal of pressure if you knew you were working with someone that had credentials like that i I don't think so because i
3: my thought process and all of this is you know whether you've worked with someone that's recognized or not it's more about we meet and it's kind of this connection where you know there's kind of we can be open about stuff it's not about um at least not for me. It's not about egos. It's about, you know, like, let's try to write a great song that we believe in. If I can find that or we can come to that, to that path together, then that's cool for me. I mean, of course it's cool, but it, I, I try not to let that be part of things happening. I'm going to speak about, speak up about the song, you know, when we work together because I believe in the song and we have to believe the song together. I don't want to be, you know, kind of put in one way and told how it should be. Right. And. And I've been lucky uh, with David and, and other producers.
1: We well, mentioned remixing. And uh, for, for the listeners, what exactly is a remix? And how is it accomplished? And uh, what's, what's the process that you go through to do something like that?
3: Yeah, so uh, the process for remixes, um, uh, like the example that I was telling about the real world, they provided the acapellas of all Gabriel's vocals. Uh, they provided all the um, instrumentation the different instruments. And then what you do is you, you know, with a remix in general, is, you know, you might have a rock version or a rock alternative, and you may want to do a dance version of it. or So you're kind of changing the vibe, and you might be adding new instrumentation, you might be changing the tempo, um, you might be using different sounds... Um, it's just a different spin on the same song. So Remix is kind of like you're just doing another version of the same song. You're using the same chord progression, but you're just adding new elements or different tempos and melodies. and Yeah, that kind of vibe.
0: So now the next song we're going to play is called Turn It Up. So what can you tell us about that song? So
3: um, Turn It Up is about, imagine you're at a club and um, you notice, like, again, my music's observational, so I might see people, you know, I might see people looking at each other in a club, and they want to meet, and, uh, I see that this feeling is mutual, so, and it's kind of, I notice sometimes they're trying to build up the courage to say hello, so it's really about, like, let's meet up, let's make a connection, and it's more of an upbeat track, more fun, energy-based kind of thing.
0: When you're doing the video for something like that, where do you come up with the idea? So,
3: yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, I uh, connected with Jerry Milinkovic. He produced it um, at Hill's Video Production. And uh, he also did the director for photography as well. And uh, we sat down, we wrote a script. And my attitude was, let's just do something that's really goofy, silly. Um, let's use roots, make it more energized and, you know, like a little bit. And, you know, me throwing... Biting apples or throwing things in the air or whatever, just something silly. And, uh, and it was just kind of like that. And, uh, you know, and then Andy Walker, the editor, um, sat down and kind of edited and we just kind of to best took the best things that we liked about it. I wanted to keep it very simplistic. Um, and organic as as much as I could. Yeah, you
0: have interesting expressions on your face when you're eating different fruit. Absolutely,
3: yeah.
0: Was <laughs> that were were they intentional or you were just kind of going with it?
3: Uh, they were being just we were just being fun and silly and goofy. Yeah, yeah, it was just fun and goofy going
2: For this fall, is it worth to be with me? Not I want you want me.
0: Someone new. Uh, again, your video on that is pretty cool. Like, I, I, I don't understand it, but that's probably because I'm old. But I like the video, I like the phone with the little chicken or whatever that is. The rooster? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I like watching it, but I don't know what I'm watching.
3: Um, so, okay, so uh, it's funny. I picked up that rooster in Ottawa, you know, and I just thought it was kind of – it was a finger rooster, right? So you put it on your finger and your tooth and around. Um, the rooster is like, the idea of someone new is about, uh, rebirth, like a reincarnation kind of concept where, you know, you go through different parts of your life, you know, you're changing and, you know, whether you're rich or poor, um, you know, whatever you are in your scenario, right? It's about, uh, not wasting time, right? And, and kind of valuing, uh, things around you and, and, uh, and that kind of idea. So... The video I wanted again I wanted to be fun and you know thinking of the rooster and the connection to rebirth and all of that. It was just to be kind of you know, keep it simple. Have it It was a lyric video. So that that rooster was on your finger?
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I'd check, you never know. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) I wasn't getting what you were going for there.
0: still didn't really kind of get where here's this song and here's this video and all that but where did it start like who were you observing
3: for someone new it was about it would have been both people I'm observing and sort of myself as well personal experience the idea of like going through different uh, parts of your life um, and you obviously it's not all about me it's more but it can apply to me I guess or anyone it's just that you know kind of the idea of We've gone through, like, you know, have you been held back or not, those type of things, kind of making the idea of things better. But as far as an overall writing, I think writing has to come from what you feel comfortable writing about. Um, It has to be, as you know, um, because I I, I know about you as as a writer, um, and I think it's really important to just write about something that interests you or something you believe in. Um, I, I don't think you should censor yourself in a writing Writing situation. I think you should write whatever you want to write about. You know, as far as music goes, um, I think it could be as simple as, you know, sitting at a panel, just start banging it if you want and just start screaming. Uh, truthfulness is just kind of write what, whatever feels good to you. And, and, and even like playing with different sounds, tapping on a desk, um, you know, getting a, a pencil and hitting your glass and doing like a Philip glass kind of, is it Philip glass? The kind of concept with glass. You, you know, glass sounds, and you know anything. It could, it could be anything. So I think it's just about uh, trying things and and see what comes and record it. Plus, press record. What um,
1: genres and subgenres do do you consider that you write in and perform in, and um, how did you get in to to that style of music? What what was the genesis of that?
3: As far as alternative rock, that would be the gratification. Where if you think about, uh, look at Turn It Up or. Someone knew it's got more of the house vibe or the um, electronic sound in music. For me, uh, you know, I start off always at the piano. And um, I'm, I'm classically trained. I didn't get very far. I only got up to grade two through the Royal Conservatory of music. But I don't limit myself to one genre. So, you know, like with uh, the first song I did with my sister, okay, that would be anything, I guess. But within, with the, the, my aunt, it was a ballad. Um, when I worked with Brent Bodrug, who was working with Alanis at the, at the time, you know, we did a song called Phobia, and that had more of an R&B-ish kind of sound. Um, and I just we've kind of wanted to be open to trying all different genres. I know that with labels, a lot of them will say, you know, what, what are you? What sound are you? And, uh, or they'll ask you, um, this is what we'd like you to, the direction we want to take you, and, and that's something that I always struggled with. Uh, because I've never wanted to be uh, limited to one vibe. I pretty much covered a variety of vibes. Um, they're genres, I should say. It's, uh, soul pop, R&B, electronica, hip-hop, dance uh, are some of the sounds I've done. I've done country. I got involved in scoring for film when I was younger.
0: Uh, so those kind of things.
3: Okay, on the track,
0: I Had a Dream. Um, let's get into that. Like, where did, Where did that come from?
3: Um, so I Had a Dream deals with dream, theory, dream therapy, right? So it's, a, you know, the Carl Jung dream therapy concept, and it's re- reconnecting with loved ones that passed, right? So dreaming, for me, is an amazing thing, you know, because I think you can have a lot of stories in your dreams. And, and I think also one thing that's very nice is when you reconnect with loved ones that you no longer are here. And so I, that's what that song is about. The music video uh, goes into more of a different uh, vibe, but uh, it, it talks about the, the... You'll see a blue light going on in the music video, and um, that's kind of representing the, um, the throat chakra, um, which talks about truth and expression. So there's that kind of idea, because when I... There was a time when I was writing music where I would dream and I would have a pad next to my bed, and then if I woke up, I would write that dream down, and I would try to create a song out of that idea. But I'm definitely all about learning and open to, you know, you know discover things and make sense of things. And I think that, you know, that's something uh, for people, and myself, I think it's part of life, you're still discovering new things, so...
1: have any experience with uh, lucid dreaming? Um, what do you mean by that? Well, that's kind of when you your body's asleep, but you your consciousness kind of, kind of wakes up in the dream. And once you wake up in the dream, you can kind of do whatever you want to do. fly, oh,
3: walk around, go anywhere. It's kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. I think uh, for me in my dreams, I mean there I mean there's some dreams where uh, like the flying that's happened. I thought that was kind of cool one is where you're falling and you're endlessly falling and you're not going anywhere. I think the one that the one interesting thing for me in dreams that I experienced is where I was in a dream and I you know when you want to wake up and you're trying to you're trying to say something and you're and no words are coming up and that was I was kind of freaky. If I sleep for 12 hours, which is very rare, I'll probably have a lot of dreams and and uh very interesting to me for sure.
0: When, you, when you're writing some stuff like this, and it's very personal, like when you've got something to express, you're you're kind of making yourself vulnerable to people that are listening. They get to uh, get inside your head and and experience your feelings right through your music. Does that does that ever sort of do you make get self conscious about that, or you ever sort of think that you don't want to share certain things?
3: No, because uh, again, it's the song is not just specifically about me. It's about, I try to make it relative, relatable, right? Sort of, I I write the song that interests me, but then, you know, I make the uh, connection of how does it help others, or, you know, so, so no. I I think it's, for me, it's very, um, you grow from it. And I think it's really interesting to get people's um, perspective of what your music is about, because, you know... uh, People say, "Do you mean this or you mean that?" And it's it's really interesting because it, it means every. I think songs mean mean different things for different you know for people that have different thoughts and ways they see it. Right, like just like the Lisa Love song, "To Stay." Um, I didn't even realize that that was fiction. So uh, again, that that meant something different to me until. Uh, until you point it out, Dave. That's a good job. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good, that's a
0: good <laughs> do, do things like, uh, I guess that we probably must, but st- stuff like the COVID and things like that that happened to the world must have a an influence on your writing, I would imagine.
3: Yes, I did continue to write um, during COVID, but I did give myself more of a break in terms of writing during that time. Um, a lot of the other, uh, a lot of the songs I wrote just before COVID happened. Um, I was finishing up tracks that were already existing, uh, when COVID hit. It was only, I think even Fox in the House was started before. That was the latest CD I did or I, a digital album, I should say that I did. Uh, I did a real world and that was all done before COVID. And then obviously post production and all that stuff was done during COVID. So there was very little new writing done i think i wrote a couple of songs but i didn't really do much with them maybe some influence maybe because i, I was more determined to f- produce the songs and finish them as opposed to focus on the writing during covid i uh you know we were very limited as you know um so i think uh i, I focused in the music the production side of it so the influence was there for sure in the production
0: now the song one so where did it come from
3: so that song uh it comes from the loss of a loved one and that's not specifically about me it's about someone struggling losing a losing a partner they are now no longer with them and as you see in the music video um the woman in the video she's struggling for loss and then there's the there's like you'll see a glass there um and it might be uh, alcohol, we don't know, I guess it's just kind of open. Um, and, and there's you know, there's potential addictions that could happen that, for numbness and those type of things that people could do for loss. And um, I don't know if you noticed, but with the music videos like One, uh, for example, at the very end of the video, it says talk to someone, because uh, the message is basically when you don't have someone there anymore um, that was important to you, and uh, you need um, to talk to someone, that's what you should be doing, and that's what that song's about. So it's not a happy song, but it's um, uh, it's a song that I thought was important to write it So you're gone. There's
2: nothing left for me to carry on.
0: They used to have.
3: I think what from what I've read, I don't. I don't think videos are um, being watched as much anymore. Uh, from what I'm seeing, I know that. Um, I think now lyric videos are becoming a little bit more common, and I think people are. You know, there's so much out there on social media, and there's so much out there to see that there's uh, there's too much information that people don't want to lose any of that. So. Uh, do people watch music videos? I think that's individual question, but I, I from what I've read, videos are not. I, I hope videos become very trendy again, and and because uh, I think visual I- images are beautiful and can be beautiful, whether they're not happy the images or or uh, or happy the image. I just think it's kind of nice to have you know creative things going on, and you can connect to that and come you know come up with stories and being watched as they. Like the MTV era kind of thing, where there were always music videos, and I think they're important. Are they being used as much? I don't think they are. Silly me, I I would have
0: invested in MTV if I had money back then.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I'd be broke now. I thought they'd be around for for a long time. I was surprised that a, a lot of that faded away. All the mu- music channels, you know. Um, what do you hope people get out of your your music? What do you do? You hope that they take something away from from your music other than just, you know, a good good song? Is there something deeper that you hope people pick up?
3: I think it's, um, I think for me it's about uh, people, you know, understanding the concepts, you know, um, whether it be love, dance, equality, humanity, whatever it means to them. I think it's important for me that just, they just, what they take from it is, you know, they enjoy it. But then again, for me, a lot of it is um, hoping to Grow and and uh, and I will never know how people will interpret it, but you know if they enjoy it, that's that that's amazing to me.
0: Out of out of all your songs you've you've um, written and and produced and stuff, do you have a favorite that you you still love, and you still love to do it?
3: I think there's a lot of songs. I mean, there's I I connect with every song I've written in, in different ways. But I mean, for example, I think one of the songs, "What Makes People Happy," I think that's. The song that I like because that I wrote that song on a day where I was sitting in a pool and I'm like looking at the sky and I'm thinking like what makes people happy and try to figure that out. So that was kind of an interesting concept uh, for me. I, you know, um, another song would be, uh, as I mentioned earlier for uh, my aunt, uh, a song that's forever. That was important to me. Um, yeah, there's, there's quite a few. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't narrow it down to one because uh, they all, you know, they all have meaning. If I were to do a, a set, I would probably, when I start gigging and stuff, I would probably focus on the new material and then play some of the old. We
1: had a decline of um, alternative rock and rock stations in, in my area, in the Boston area. Right. And there's been a lot of consolidation of music on terrestrial radio. And um, I'm wondering, have you found that this is the same case um, around the country and in Canada? How are people finding... Uh, Music today is it through new media or is there some other way that uh, uh, that people are are kind of discovering uh, new artists and uh, new genres?
3: Yeah. So well, the first part, um, uh, the decline, as you were mentioning about the rock alternative or the rock music vibe. Um, yeah, I, that was interesting because I was talking to an artist. Um, uh, she and I uh, were doing the same uh, gig at one point, and we were talking about that, and she said that you know there's X amount of radio stations now in Canada. I'll use Canada as an example. There's not as many, right? Uh, And then she, you know, and then there was, you know, they were talking about different songwriting genres, and uh, you know, country was sort of a a genre that's sort of strong still in 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 the U.S. So the rock I heard is yeah, declining. Not as many radio stations for that. Uh, The second part about how do we find like new artists and in that genre, like, and I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, through social media, it's about, uh, you know, checking out new bands, checking out indie artists. And I say this, uh, very respectfully and appreciative, like Dave, Alan, you know, you doing this broadcast and this show for me, like where you're, you're playing my music that it's, it's, it's people that take, you know, chances on artists like yourselves that give us a platform. And I think that that's really cool because, you know, if you think back to Alvis or you think about Billy Halliday and you think of all these artists that, you know, had a lot of things that were holding them back. Um, and then you have these really cool people that were like giving them opportunities to play the music and and, and, and open up a lot of doors for people. So I, I just think it's, I, I think it's really about, if I can say this, you know, uh, where broadcasters are taking more chances on on new artists and uh, and record labels, not even record labels, because now record labels want to see a following and, and all of that, but just different uh, social media outlets, like you know, that are giving people the opportunity. And I am grateful that I within the last three or four years, uh, starting off with Jerry Young and current current management, he uh, you know helped me get my music out there, and then I was kind of like. Uh, following up with different stations and and I you know and I'm so appreciative to all these stations that have been supporting the music. I guess it's really about fun, you know and also maybe just you know reaching out to radio stations and if you're not an artist and, and you want to hear new rock music, just saying, hey, can we hear some new rock bands or can we hear you know whatever genre you're into and say, hey, like it'd be cool to hear what they're doing. And can you, you know, can you play something
0: more current and... Uh... Yeah, play something more current. Stop playing that old... So that's all good, too. Like,
2: don't... <laughs> that's right. <No. laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> so who
0: would, you, who would you work with if, if you got... If someone... If, if you said, listen, uh, someone says to you, who would you want to work with and I can get them for you? One person or one band or one producer, one whatever. if Is there one person you'd like to work
3: with? Yeah, I... I um... I think that's a really good question and that's a really hard question because I think it's really about for me, uh, just working with people that really believe what I'm doing and I'm going to bring out the best uh, out of my vibe. Just to go back a little bit, I want to share with you that, you know, some of my influences were Peter Gabriel, uh, Tori Amos, uh, Seal, uh, Tears for Fears, uh, David Sylvian, those kind of, Pat Matheny, like, those artists kind of, I, I I kind of respected, and uh, I think when I had this opportunity to work with David Bottrell, and then get published by Real World, uh, Gabriel's publisher, I was like, I think that sort of happened for me, and now it's kind of, which I'm grateful, and I think for me now, it's just like, I just want to continue connecting with people that are w- wanting to work together, and up with something really cool so it's a really hard question I, I i think i've kind of been happy where i'm at
0: now another song we're going to play here it's called king and uh i know it's not about me so uh, t- tell us a little bit about that song
3: so king the idea behind that is um every one should be their own king or queen lead their own path and not be confined to one thing you know just leading their own thing taking their own direction <laughs>
2: every
0: How do people find you? Uh, do you, what, What's your website, YouTube, anything like that? Let's give out all your information. And if people want to look you up and, and kind of uh, listen to your music and see who you are, where do they go?
3: Sure. Um, so my website's com forward slash paulmansion. Um, I'm on digital platforms. So I would be on Apple Music, Amazon, Spotify, Tidal, 7 Digital, Deezer, uh YouTube music. Um, as far as social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, WordPress, TikTok, SoundCloud. Um, so those those are uh, ways to find me. Fantastic. Of course, we'll have that up on our website
0: as well, so people can find you. And uh, really appreciate you being on.
3: Thanks, Alan. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Thanks,
1: Paul.
2: You've been listening to the House of Mystery Radio Show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. The show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Yeah. Good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show.